Are you a pilot, student pilot, or aviation enthusiast? You've come to the right place. Take your seat, fasten your seatbelt, and get ready for takeoff. With the Wayward Pilot Podcast, your number one source for information about flight training, travel, safety, and leisure in the aviation industry. You are now cleared for takeoff. And here is your captain, FAA Certificated Gold Seal Flight Instructor and Commercial Pilot, Jonathan Groner. All right, so I'm John Groner, host of the Warrior Pilot Podcast. I'm a uh, flight instructor and commercial pilot. I work in the Wilmington, North Carolina area. And uh, it's been a little while since we had the podcast here. I'm doing a couple of new things. Some of you can see we're on here live on uh, YouTube. <clears throat> and that's kind of the way we're going to do things here in the future. Uh, we're going to start uh, hosting these things recorded live, and you'll be able to go on to the podcast later on and see the edited version. But you don't get all the hilarious outtakes. You get to see uh, Mary and Danielle, who I've got with me. <laughs> Here today, kind of laughing and all the fun messing stuff. up all the fun stuff. All the first right? takes. <laughs> so, so where have we been for the last year? Right, it's been kind of a long time since we got in here. It's been so uh, long. Yeah, you two have done like uh, two hours. episodes, right? A lot of hours, yeah, a lot yeah. of flight training hours. Yeah, uh, but it has been about a year. Um, and kind of tell you what's been going on. There was, I guess, the reason I first stopped is because I got sick. I got the covid <gasps> i got the coronavirus Say it isn't yeah. True. no yeah i got that about a year ago um and i wasn't that sick i was very lucky uh i was kind of at home lost my sense of taste and smell and all that, those things That's just like to get one get the details but uh yeah it, it was not good but um so that happened and i kind of fell behind in the podcast there and then uh i took a position as a general manager of the flight school that we all worked for he became our boss yeah that was fun we have so many stories we're going to head to some of those stories. It's going to be good. Um, so I, I did that for, I guess it went for about a year. And I thought things were going pretty well. Um, you know, some some of the stuff, the flight school got tightened up a little bit. Uh, we got uh, some better procedures in place, things like that. Um, but the weird thing is that I think I was doing 60, 70 hours a month of flight training and flying myself um, while I was flight instructing there, but not as a manager. And then it kind of dropped off. I think I was doing like 10 hours a month uh, during that I remember, time. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was kind of nuts. Um, did enjoy it. I, I enjoyed doing the the manager part of it uh, and learning about that aspect of the business about flight training For in general. Sure. But um, it was kind of sad to not be able to fly all the time. I was kind of jealous to see you two ladies out there always flying with students and coming back and talking about your experiences and things like that. <laughs> But <laughs> it wasn't something that was available for me. Good I, bad experience. I was oh yeah, good. Say, bad. I was like, well, hang on a second. Talk, we're going to talk about that for sure. Um, yeah, so I did that for a little while, and then uh, there was some stuff that went down. You know, as as businesses go and personalities and things happen uh, within a business, and there was some stuff that I couldn't um, kind of bring myself to sign on for. So I decided to leave the company, and uh, I. I try to make myself give myself a big ego and say you two left with me, but you, you probably left for your own reasons as well. Um, we all and, left. Yeah, kind we of, all left. It was a movement. It was kind of a mass exodus. Kind there. of climbed in the same boat and just paddled away quickly. Right. <laughs> uh, but it was good. It was it was a good uh, thing. You know, I always look at some of the choices you make. We say things happen for a reason in my family, and uh, you know, I, I think it worked out well because uh, after I left the flight school and went on to go do um, other things. Uh, I got more opportunities. So now I am teaching on the weekends uh, with the seaplane training uh, that we do with Aqua Arrow with David Lackey. And he owns this beautiful mall M7 amphibian uh, that I get to teach with on the weekends. And I can tell you that landing, landing and working in the water and the riverways of Wilmington is like one of the best flying things you can do. That's very cool. Yeah. And that, that been a lot more opportunities for me to do uh, some part, what we call part 91 uh, private, um, gigs uh with the business jet that i recently got into so i had been approached by uh david really who had had said that someone approached him about flying right seat in the citation cj3 uh and he could never do it so that he gave the guy my name uh and he asked me if i wanted to go up and do a trip and i said yeah yeah that maybe thought about that once or twice in my life right um it actually turned out to be kind of a job interview that first trip it wasn't paid but he just wanted to see how i worked and um I had actually decided to go to, because my hours were getting up close to that Magic 1500 number, and actually decided to, on my own, go to the ATP CTP course. And they taught you a lot of things there for crew, crew resource management and how to 
fly like you're in the airline and and uh, doing call outs and checklists and working as a crew together. And a lot of that experience kind of played into working on this side of things. And the pilot who runs that operation really appreciated that because that's the way he does things. And so that job interview so to speak, went pretty well. And uh, ever since then, he's been asking me to do trips, you know, over and over and over again. I got a lot of experience in the jet now and I really enjoy that. So I get to fly that on a regular basis during the week uh, and get paid for that. And it's pretty good money. And I get to be home every night, which is, you know, some people can't get to say that in the part 135 or part 121 world right. uh, airlines or, or private charter. Um, so I get to be home every night for the most part. I'd say 95% of the time. Uh, and then I make good money doing that and I enjoy flying it and I get the good experience uh, in some fast moving aircraft. And uh, it opens up a lot of opportunities for later on too. So that's been, that's been really cool. Uh, so that really is very cool. That. Yeah. yeah. But you two have moved on to other things as well. We have. And, We've come uh, a long ways. You have come a long ways. <laughs> a, lot, a lot has happened in a year. But we also, so we were also all members of the Cape Fear Flying Club, which is local to our area. Uh, and I've been a member for a while and I was the president of the flying club at one time, but I still stayed on as an instructor. And I started to, when I got back from my ATP CTP training, I was kind of like, you know, unemployed. So I had to go my own way again, right. like I did at the beginning of my training and uh, find a way to, to make hours and make money and things like that. Um, so I kind of put myself out as another independent instructor for the flying club, but you two both did the same thing, right? We, we did. Yeah. We, <laughs> I mean, so after we got off that boat that uh, we took out of the flight school, we did the same thing. We kind of started over, you know? Um, so, which is a scary jump, you know, for Going somebody. from Yeah. Solid four or five students a day to zero students. Right. And you just kind of have to redo that whole. What, important meeting people and and kind of getting your groundwork your base like meeting people again just in a different market i think danielle and i got really lucky a friend of ours was hired by a regional airline kind of right as that transition happened from the flight school to the flying club right and so what helped the transition was we kind of got a few of his gigs nice Um, and that just helped bridge it. So I was going to say total full unemployment. <laughs> right. right. Um, it was a single engine turboprop. Correct. Right. Yep. Which is great. And um, good experience, like a, the next level of experience. So you go from teaching in a Cessna traffic pattern, touch and goes slow flight installs, that sort of thing to now kind of more because the people who do fly the TBMs and the King airs have worked for the airlines most likely. So they're kind of teaching you, what you were talking about, crew resource management, right. the call outs, the flows, that kind of thing. It's applicable, especially because Mary and I are both trying to go airlines. So it was kind of nice to have sudden like the next step progression in our career just right. kind of fell into our laps. Um, <clears throat> yeah, we got really, really lucky. We did. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the things, too, that I had the opportunity as much as some people did because I didn't do my primary training in Wilmington. I'm not from Wilmington. I'm not right. I mean, you are either, but... Um, I'm not from the area. I didn't know anybody. So when I came in as a flight instructor, I was, I came in pretty cold. Um, I was a member of the flying club before, but shortly after joining the flying club, I went right off to training and did all my stuff. So nobody knew me. Um, and even the pilot who brought me on for this part 91 jet thing, he was like, I didn't even know you were here. I didn't know who you were. I didn't know what you did or anything like that. Uh, and being kind of removed. And, and for those of you who wouldn't know the, the office where the flying, the, the flight school was was kind of removed from the main terminal uh and the only time we could get over there was to drive back and forth to, to start our lessons right you didn't really get facetime right in the fbo and then when i became the manager i was at the office all the time and i never really went yeah. to the fbo so nobody was or anything like that and uh you know you guys got all that facetime which is really good for you for uh, sure people know who you are they know your name and stuff so that that and I'm really glad you guys got to... Uh, and kind of like you said, I'm, we've both been here since we were students. And we had that right. FaceTime when we were going out to the plane, doing the slow flight, the stalls, the steep turns. Right. And then, you know, we progressed, which I also think is kind of cool because there's been people working on the line in the... F- out there who is kind of looking at that, like, you really need to spend some time. My wife would get upset. Like, you're, you're always at the airport. You're always at the airport. What are you doing? Are you actually working like working? But like being at the airport and knowing people and meeting people is kind of part of it. You kind of have to like put yourself out there. 100%. My husband says the same thing. 
the time that you land and the time that you get in your car to come home are two very different things right. because the walk, which isn't that far from the airplane <laughs> to your car right. through the FBO, like the number of people that you stop and talk to and network with. Right. And you just huge. got done flying today and you came here. Yes. <laughs> so, I've been flying, so <laughs> flying Ryan, all day. Ryan, her husband's probably like, where is she? Like, what is she doing? <laughs> it's a really long right? walk from the plane That's to the car. Really yeah. <laughs> this is especially. But no, people have approached me and said, hey, I heard Mary and Danielle on the podcast. You know, that was oh, a really so good fun. episode. So that, that's, you know, nice. that's good too. I don't know if it's done anything for you or not. Uh, David has approached me the same way and said the same thing. Like, hey, you know, I heard this podcast episode where you were interviewed as an examiner. And, you know, that's where I got your name from. And I really wanted to come and take a uh, uh, practical test with you because I heard the episode. and how. how I think we've had a couple people reach out too through social media, just kind yeah, of asking definitely. about through social media from the podcast. Good. I had a gentleman reach out on Instagram to ask about check rides with Dave Lackey, actually. <laughs> so I really? mentioned that I did what all did my check rides him? with him. It's awful. I can't say about Dave. He's no, great. He's, no, David's the reason I've done literally every check ride with him. Right. Yeah. yeah. Private to multi-commercial. Great demeanor, great examiner, very professional, yeah. knows his stuff. Uh and he'll hold he he'll hold you to the standard. I mean he's he's not going to give you a pass, you know, if you can't meet it. But I'll say um, something I really like about David Lackey is I've in a roundabout way learned a lot from the check rides. Right. He's got um particular questions that he's going to ask and people will sometimes sit there and they're like, oh he's got these gotcha questions. Right. Which I'll say down the road in interviews it is so fun to pull those out because <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was you like, pull a DPE. Oh, I do. Right. I do. And I was like, do you know what this is? Yeah. And it all of a sudden gets kind of quiet. And I was like, oh, so we don't know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it's been good. And it's been a great learning That's experience good. working with them. Yeah. I think we really built this kind of community, at least at the, our airport with the people we know, you know, these people come through and we get to be good friends with them. And you all have been around for a long time relationship uh professional relationship about flying and teaching and what we're doing and we support each other i think it's been really good so definitely um, that's been awesome but first i want to ask mary yes since you're right in my line of view here (laughs) um since you left the flight school we were all worked at yes what have you been doing and what are you about to do okay so um i primarily when i left the flight school transitioned into kind of only instrument students, which was really awesome to anyone out there who is working on becoming a CFI or CFII, get your CFII as soon as possible. And like instrument, I don't know if it's just me, but instrument instructing is just so much more fun. So that's an instructor who can instruct, um, instrument for instrument trained instrument students who are going for an instrument rating. You have to actually get a separate uh, certificate for that, for people who don't uh, understand what that is. Yeah. So it, that was super fun. I had two or three students and that's kind of all we did. Um, and that took up a lot of my time initially. Um, then I got super lucky with, um, meeting a gentleman just through luck of the draw. Really. Um, he's a businessman here in North Carolina. Uh, he owns his own plane. He has his private pilot and he's slowly working on his instrument rating and uh, he needs to go to basically a lot of business meetings. Right. So we fly his, he has a um, Cirrus SR22, um, which is a high performance, has a G1000 and air conditioning, which is oh, so nice. awesome <laughs> in Wilmington <laughs> in the summer. In, yeah, North Carolina in summer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and so we do lessons kind of two different cities in North Carolina. And then he goes to his meetings and then we'll do a lesson back. And so really recently that's been taking at most of my time and that's been really really awesome good we're good um as far as transitioning to what i'm doing next uh my husband is in the marines and uh is about to get out so we're in the transition of moving um probably here in the next six months and uh i'm let's see i'm at about 11:50 on total time right now excellent so um my goal is the regionals, but I still have a little bit of time. So um, when we move, I'll probably instruct wherever we are. But they say to start applying to the regional airlines about six months out from hitting that 1,500 total time that you right. need. Right. So I should be about there um, when we move. And so I'll instruct for about six more months and hopefully get on with a regional not Good. soon. 
thereafter. That's awesome. Yeah. That's exciting. Also expecting a baby. <laughs> yeah. So that's, I was hoping you get that Surprise! first. So because Surprise! of the magic of video, I don't know if you can tell because she's sitting down, but uh, Mary is about how far along now? I am 33 weeks pregnant, which makes me month eight. Wow. And still flying. So what's that like? <laughs> that is a whole different ball game. I'll tell you. Reach if I drop my pen in the Cirrus, it's it's, it's gone. Yeah, it's game over. <laughs> There's no bending over to get it. Um, but no, it's a lot of fun. I definitely get some funny looks. No one expects me to go to the left side to fly the plane. Right. And the FBOs are definitely starting to recognize me a lot more than they used to because I'm the pregnant one. <laughs> oh the pregnant pilot. The be. pregnant pilot. That's awesome. So, um, but it's been a lot of fun. I think I did the math the other day. The baby has like close, if not over 400 total time. That's hours. great. Are you going to log that? That's a good question. Can they log that? Can they log it? Can they log it? Where? Where oh, were they yeah. at the flight controls? So let's get out the kind far of. aim. Yeah. So I'm pull out a far aim. Yeah, right. We'll figure it out. Um, so yeah. <clears> so I'm actually, um, so I'm 33 weeks. I have two more weeks and then I won't be able to fly anymore um, just per doctor's orders and things like that. Right. Um, so I'll take a little bit of a break and timed out nicely for when we have to move and then hit the ground running wherever we end up and be at the airlines hopefully next year sometime. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm super excited. Very good. What about the early days of being pregnant and flying? I, there were some funny stories there. Oh, my gosh. So for those that don't know, first trimester, which is like the first three months of your pregnancy, some people get morning sickness where you get sick in the morning. <laughs> and no this was when we were yeah, exactly. still at the flight school and we had this horrible boss who made us come in for Monday morning meeting. Who was, was that? was the worst thing ever. Who made and you come in? And then he bringing donuts. It was, it was awful. For the business. Wait a minute. <laughs> Someone made you come in for meetings in the morning? I'm also going to say Monday was my one day off a week. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I seem to remember that that benevolent boss of yours is changing the meeting time. Yeah, so and then I forgot no that longer... the meeting wasn't on my one day off a week. <laughs> and, you, and you didn't show up to the meeting. I forgot. Well, uh, and then we had to have a talk. <laughs> it was morning sickness time also. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that's... That would... Was a fun thing to work through, getting sick at the morning meetings, um, but power through. And then there was one incident <laughs> where I did get sick on the tie downs at the airport. I had a. It was happen. just one. Yeah, I just. Oh, just, I thought it was multiple ones. I just threw up once in the grass. I had the student pull over. I was like, <laughs> "Okay, run your checklist. I'll be right back." And right. I ran over to the grass, and then I got back to the plane, and I was like, "So, um." I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> hey, I, not hungover, just pregnant. Hungover. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh my god. So, um, but yeah, luckily that only happened once. But there were, I did. There were probably two or so lessons that I had to cut short because I was not feeling good. Oh, um, luckily, that only lasted really in the beginning, and since then, it really hasn't been too too hard. Definitely lately, I can tell myself getting. More like winded climbing up into a series. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. But, or walking from the third line. Yeah, walking. <laughs> yeah. I will uh, say, Wilming, props to the Wilmington line guys. They, they're they on giving me rides on the golf cart. They're so sweet. Oh, that's they're, good. They yeah. are really oh, sweet. Well, so, thank you to awesome. Modern Aviation for you know yeah. carrying after uh, our favorite flight instructor. Second, <laughs> right? no. Equally I mean, favorite flight favorite instructor. Favorite pregnant flight instructor. <laughs> there you favorite go. pregnant flight instructor. Well, maybe Danielle's going to make an announcement here too. Yeah, I, Danielle's not making an announcement yeah. anytime soon, but thank you so much. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so you're going to move and then you're going to finish your time and you're looking to go to an airline. Do you have a particular regional picked out? Not necessarily. If you don't, if you don't know, you know, uh, whoever's listening, you can't just go to a major I mean, like American United, you. right? They have to hire you. So, yeah. um, so who do you, who are you thinking about? So, um, I don't know. I probably mentioned this on one of the previous podcasts, but I am a flight attendant for United Airlines already. Yeah. Um, so I kind of know the industry just a little bit. And for those don't, that don't know, pilots and flight attendants have a term called commuting. That is a lot different than normal people's commute right. to work where it's, you know, a 20, 30 minute drive, uh, pilot or flight attendant commuting means that you actually fly to a different city, um, to then work your trip and then you have to fly back. So, um, my goal is to not have to do that. Um, 
So I'll probably apply to the airlines or want to work for the airlines based in the city that we end up living in. Right. So you don't have to commute. Exactly. Right. So what I know one of our options is DC right now or the DC area. So Endeavor PSA, I think are two that have bases in DC and I could be wrong, but I'll look at the actual airlines that have a hub there. So my trip will start and end in the city where I live and it just makes, makes it a sense. lot easier. And that's, and so I, I voluntarily moved out of Northern Virginia, <laughs> D.C., because I couldn't stand it there any longer. You're voluntarily moving back we're, in. We're going back. Yep. Oh, boy. Well, good luck to you on that. <laughs> I can't stand to be up there anymore. It's like this whole other world. And, and unfortunately, it looks like Wilmington is actually turning into one of those kinds of places. I don't, don't say it. Don't it is. I mean, the traffic's getting worse. Uh, you know, but more... the restaurants still close at 6 p.m. and it drives me nuts. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just don't know what I want to eat at the <laughs> Right, right. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, we wish you the best of luck on that. I think that's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, I'm excited. A little brief break in there, but uh, I'm interest- be interested to hear about how that works out with the new little one. Um, yeah. I do not know if it's going to be boy or girl. We don't. We're keep- – in it well we don't know so but you have it in an envelope somewhere yeah the doctor gave it to us in an envelope just in case i was like well that's impossible right <laughs> so it's in a drawer you haven't had any week nights yet no but no. i can't drink right now so that's probably <laughs> that's part of it <laughs> oh my god if i could it probably would have been <laughs> right. open by now open it right away that's good and then it'd be interesting to hear like how that works out with you with you know finding daycare and stuff because that was that was a real start with me my previous previous career um, when we had our first kid uh, that's why my wife uh, left the uh, law enforcement job that she was in and I eventually left later on because she just couldn't make it work out she couldn't justify being out you know through midnight with someone watching our uh, little boy and stuff like that so it's tough with the kind of twenty four hour schedule that we have we right. don't have nine to fives uh, fortunately so my husband is. Um, going back to school um, to get a degree. So we'll have a little bit of flexibility with him being home. Um, I will say, you know, props to him. We've done a great job at kind of tag teaming our careers. So um, when I was going through flight training, you know, he really supported us, obviously, because I was just hitting the books. And now um, he's going back to school and I'm going to hopefully hit work really hard and get to the regionals and and did I hear uh, that he was actually thinking about some kind of aviation degree or something like that? He is going into computer science. Okay. Um, maybe cyber security. I thought maybe he got the bug. Well, he does want to get his private pilot with me. I right. think so that is going to be. Oh uh, yeah, I think that's a great test to a marriage. Right. Get, I was going to say mean, a private pilot. <laughs> I think it's a great risk to a marriage. Call me, call me if you need a stage check. <laughs> I, I don't know if I could do that with my wife. Uh, you know, she has, she has no interest in learning how to, or, or not not how to fly, but uh, or to get a private pilot certificate. But uh, I think that'd be pretty rough because I think I'd hold her, unfortunately, to a uh, pretty too high strict standard. standard. And I'm sure Probably she's, higher than needs to be held, too. I'm that. sure she's heard the stories, too. Oh, yeah. You know? And that's kind of so the thing with yeah. some of my friends, too, that they're like, oh, it'd be kind of cool. And then they hear me talk about work right. <laughs> right. what i say about my students are like i don't want to be your students right. sound kind of mean like... <laughs> well that's great i uh, wish you the best of luck in that i think it's gonna be yeah, awesome it's gonna be another i feel like the past three years i always say it's gonna be a big year but right. this one too is like <laughs> yeah. bigger than the last bigger one than the last. they yeah. just keep coming they right. just keep coming. Super yeah, fun. It's keep coming. <laughs> so, Danielle, you left at the same time as well. You had to kind of go off instructing on your own. Uh, you've been doing it with the Flying Club. You've been, been doing it independently, picking up kind of side jobs as it is. You know, for sure. Um, standing on the side of the road with a cardboard sign. Quite literally. We'll fly for food. <laughs> not actually, but no, close. Not actually. <laughs> and you just finished school recently too, or no? Or uh, Yes, we've got a couple credit hours left. So I did graduate. <laughs> no, I did walk at graduation. The okay. name was called. So it's just actually it's a... finishing out the degree gotcha. audit at this point. And checking so the, rest the last couple block of checked. Okay. Yeah, I have a blank piece of paper. I just need the printer ink now. So, <laughs> <laughs> so how many hours are you at right now? Um, I am just under a thousand hours right now. Nice. Um, I believe it's like 970 something. Um, so I've got about 30 to go to and a thousand. You so very exciting. recently. Yeah, that is exciting. Yeah, it's a big one. Oh, gosh, once you Four get Four digits. Right? I, I tell you what, though, when you, get, when you get to that point 
Everything else crawls so slow. It's been crawling. It's it's still crawling. crawling it's slowly. been crawling for a long time. Yeah, it crawls. It really does. Uh, um, actually, I reached. I think I'm at fifteen sixty something right now. And nice. Like oh, life that's is so good. Awesome. It couldn't be better. Life like, I'm is just, good. I don't care anymore about time. Uh, it's just yeah. Um, what a nice feeling. It is a nice feeling, Gosh. and you'll get there very shortly. Yeah. Probably probably in a shorter time frame than I did. Because remember, I started flying in like two thousand seven. That's fair. I mean, the maybe. first 10 years, you got a whole 100 hours, so that was awesome. I, John, take it easy. <laughs> I mean, come on now, really yeah. dial it in. <laughs> but you um, you very recently uh, took a position uh, with a, another operator. Um, I did. We don't need to name who they are, but you can tell us a little bit about how that process went and what you're going to be doing. For sure. It's a, uh, it's a 135 charter operation. I'm uh, very excited. Their minimum time, total time to qualify is uh, 7.50. So threw an application in. Um, I heard back about a month and a half later. We did an initial interview, so like a stage one interview over the phone, and it or it was actually over a video, and uh, it was a technical interview. So th- they pulled up Jeppesen plates, SIDs, stars, um, airport diagrams, VFR sectional, just kind of quizzed me on that. Honest to God, did not last long. It was maybe 30, 40 minutes. The interview didn't last long or you didn't last long? <laughs> the interview didn't last yeah. long. Yeah. It was one of those things where I was like, that was really fast. And it's kind of like right. when you take a math test and you're like, was that easy or did I just get every answer? I feel like, <laughs> you know, check write orals too. That's the same, the same way. Right. 100%. Um, and so he seemed super nice. And about 20 minutes later, I got a call from the HR department asking when I could fly up to their headquarters for the second stage of the interview, which was a SIM and an HR interview. So what did um, you have to do in the sim? I mean, do they have a simulator for the type of aircraft you're going to be flying? Or so they it... did. But interestingly enough, they had they originally had three simulators. Um, one of them was an op. So we had the... In op, I mean, just doesn't Inoperative. Work, right? it, it didn't work. Right. They were having some technical difficulties, which is fine. There were, um, <laughs> there were 11 of good us. Good to know, you know. Yeah, good to know. They can't get their sims right. working. Which okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, one of them was a bonanza. Neither of them were motion sims. They were a bonanza. Just... One was a bonanza, and it was a straight six pack. For this company? I was not on that sim. The other no. sim they used was the uh, the PC twelve. Okay, which was very cool, very fun to fly. That's awesome. It was PC twelve fun, right? But yeah, it was a three G three thousands across. Super cool. Anywho, awesome. um, so they go in there. Um, Get used to that, uh, you know. Turbine startup sound. That one? That's oh. nice. I've never heard that before. <laughs> you never heard that before? What are you talking about? Wait, my Cessna doesn't sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> right. um, no, I'm very excited. So they let me play around on the sim for about 10 minutes, kind of get the feel for it. Um, gave me an iPad. I flew a departure out of, I believe, White Plains, New York, mm-hmm. direct to the Kennedy VOR. Yeah, I've done that one. Yeah. In real life. It's pretty popular. <laughs> It's pretty popular. A yeah. little jealous. Yeah. Um, direct to the Kennedy VOR and then shot the uh, JFK runway four left approach. Not VOR done that approach. <laughs> I have not done that before. That was awesome. fun. A VOR approach. Okay. It, Into I, JFK. Which I, yeah, right. I, I, right. And so which I was you, just like, see, the experience, oh. and I can tell you this the experience <laughs> you don't get is why you're up there of them yelling at you on the radio because you're not talking fast enough. Right. Like, no. And, so what was funny enough, and uh, I'll bring this up about my interview, is I always, I don't know, I like to have fun when I fly. So I always yeah. kind of like joke with my students or whatever. And I was left seat in the sim and they bring in this guy and I just thought he was some first officer. They're like, hey, this is so-and-so. And I was like, so-and-so, nice to meet you. Get ready to work. <laughs> I, like, <laughs> I had work. time in the kinker. So I knew how to call for like, right. you know, flaps up, gear up. I need this heading set, I need this right. altitude set, you right. need to make radio calls, I need lights on, we're past the final, you know, all these things. Yeah. And so I was making this guy work, I was calling it out left and right, and then we went missed on the approach. And I was like, I need 2000 set here. When we hit 2000, I need you to bug 3000 this heading, and then we're outbound to this fix. And right. it was great. And so it got to the fix. Uh, and then they shut the sim off. They're like, okay, great, whatever. And I jokingly told the guy, I was like, okay, Great job on today's VOR lesson. Um, next time we're going to do an ILS, so bring your logbook in. I'll sign it. Oh, wow. And, uh, oh, my God. Because Danielle is also an instrument instructor. So. Right. So we get back. There were Again, there were 11 of us. We get back into 
the room we're all kind of hanging out in in between yeah. HR and sim interviews. And they're like, oh, Danielle, did you have so-and-so in your sim? And I was like, oh, yeah, he was super nice. Like, he's a great FO. And they're like, no, he's the chief pilot. And I was like, <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I got to sign his logbook. Nice. I'm sure he appreciated that. Maybe he wanted you to sign I mean, it. I guess. It was also one of those things where I was like, Maybe you needed everybody to appreciates bridges. a good laugh. Oh, everybody, yeah. yeah right. No, you, but you never know. Things like that might have actually gotten you the very well cut up job. Very well cut up. Right. It was. I had fun on the sim, which I think is important, and I think it went well. Um, I mean, you got the job. So. I did get the job. I leave for training September twelfth. Excellent, so. excellent. It's exciting. So exciting. Backtracking yeah. a little bit before you went off into this thing, because this is pretty recent. This is very recent. Yeah, this is very recent. Um, backtracking before that. What was your experience? We, we talked to you after you guys finished your uh, flight instructor practical exam. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get really talk about what your experience has been post <laughs> being hired as a flight instructor. So start with Danielle. Oh, God. Tell me, what, what has that been like for you? Did you enjoy it? Was it overall positive? You know, I have, I have mixed emotions mixed on emotions, it. Mixed emotions. Yeah. I will say this. I have met a lot of very cool people and I have a lot of very cool students. Um, and not to get political, but when I ended up leaving the flight school, I had about five students follow me, yeah, which was fantastic because leaving there again was kind of a leap of, you know, okay, I'm, I'm starting over and I don't really have anything. And my students were like, nope, really like flying with you. Going to follow you over here. Um, so they're really loyal and I appreciate them and flying with them has been fun. It's been an adventure. Yeah. Because I always tell everybody like flight instruction is like driver's ed on crack like (laughs) (laughs) not on crack not on actual and you have brakes at least you do have brakes i don't know how they don't have brakes at drivers oh no i i I don't i don't they do do they when i went to driver's ed the the instructor had a brake on their side we were on the low funded end yeah missouri's (laughs) a lot less we did not have it out there of course Um, i went to driver's ed a long time ago we won't talk about that um yeah but uh, no i i get that it's kind of a eye-opening experience for sure but, it is. It's, it's. But it's nice to know that they kind of they liked you enough, or they, at least they liked your instruction style enough right. that they kind of followed you over to absolutely. And such we, a testament to you, yeah. And yeah, it really was, and it was very, very flattering. Um, because it's always it's one of those things where, especially if somebody doesn't get a concept, and you know, Mary and I were pretty good about sending people back and forth and stuff, and we've gone through all of this together so exchanging ideas on you know this person just isn't getting this and struggling with this. How would you explain? Yeah. Not, how do you teach it? Because, because it's maybe great. it's not getting through. Yeah. Right. And as great as a syllabus is, it, it gives you the objective. Right. And it's your job from there to kind of figure out how to make it stick. Absolutely. And uh, every student is going to learn differently. A hundred percent. You find out very quickly. and So fast. Yeah. Kind of adjust to them. Yeah. Um, so the syllabus always didn't work. I'll be I, the order of the syllabus. Right. I mean, the syllabus does a great job of if you want to come in and be a private pilot, here is step one to step taking your check ride. But it's never as simple as that. You know, right. you have some students that are great in the plane. Fantastic. Just from day one when they get in. I know where this is going. And they won't. <laughs> if you're listening, you know who you are. <laughs> yeah. You don't open the book. If you're listening and you're watching the live <laughs> chat, throw, throw us a little thing in the live chat. Let you know uh, how you feel about Danielle. <laughs> you know who I am talking about. You know it's you. <laughs> open the book. Um, <laughs> goes, get off listening. Stop looking at no, the no. video. <laughs> Keep listening. Keep listening. Just do it at the same time. Yeah. Um, um, but then you've got students, too, that, you know, try as they might. There's just some things they can't get. Um, and it's, it's hard. And th- I've had some that have really, really worked at it. Um, one of them, and it's a ongoing joke between my students that have come with me. He's called the Crosswind King. Oh, really? <laughs> he is so good. At he's, Crosswinds? He's the best in which it's kind of my fault. We had a runway closed in Wilmington. So we had a very strong crosswind that only picked up throughout the lesson. And, you know, at first it was really ideal to start with. And then by the end I got down and I realized we had a, um, 11 gusting 17 crosswind crosswind oh. component was 11 to 17 yeah, yeah. this is and a private pilot this is this is pre-solo <laughs> right. oh my gosh and so we we're coming in on our last couple of landings and i was like anything other than the center line is unacceptable <laughs> and then i got down and i checked the wind the adis had updated and i was like 
I want you I, to know you did really good today. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You will never have a problem with crosswinds. Well, that's good. I mean, no, and he know, does it. He's fantastic. That's excellent. Um, Sometimes it takes a little bit to learn that. And I always say, my, my favorite line is to say that passengers land on the runway and pilots land on the center line. That is very true. Yes. Very, very right. true. That's great. Um, but yeah, it's been fun. Any, um, any harrowing experiences? Near-death experience. Which one would you like, like me to, to pick talk, from? Which one? <laughs> if I were to Is have nine lives. or weekly basis? You know, there was a, a time in my life where I had a calendar. And I would go home after work and I would write on the calendar one of three things that tried to kill me that day. Oh. Yeah. Whether it was the student, the plane, or the weather. Right. <laughs> I had There was something for every day, if not two things for every day. Oh. <laughs> yeah. It's a miracle we're here. It, She's here with us today. Right. I, I, I've got three <laughs> lives left. So well, we'll can, see if I, I make it to 30. I can tell you one thing is that uh, in... <clears throat> the guy who I fly with in the CJ is always telling me, he's like, man, these things are always trying to kill you. They're always trying to kill you. Like everything. <laughs> every, everything t- every time something goes wrong, they're always trying oh, to kill I know. you. And it's true. I mean, it is true. We're not um, made to fly inherently. Right. And, and aviation no, no, is no. inherently dangerous, um, but we try to manage that as best we can with training and equipment. and A lot of risk management. Right. So the more tools that we get, the better we get at it, the, better, the safer it is. And it is the safest form of air transportation. But we all know that GA flying, what we do in the small airplanes, is not the safest form. Actually, it's less than and cars. And I think yeah. small airplanes and trainer airplanes, because everybody wants cheap training. Right. So you get... It comes at a cost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It comes at a very big cost. Right. But overall, good experience. Are you appreciative of having that instructor certificate and learning that way? I am. And I will say to anybody that is considering getting a CFI certificate, you learn so much. It makes you so much better of a pilot. Because Oh, my gosh. My student today said... I don't know how you remember all of this. <laughs> it's like, well, that's what I do every day. Right? Yeah. It makes it stick. Repetition's good. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I remember being in in CFI school in Jacksonville, Florida, and just searching like low time pilot listings. I'm, like, I'm not doing this. I don't oh, want to no. do this. This is horrible. I don't want to commit myself to this. And then I kind of resigned myself to that fate and just did it. Mm-hmm. And I I'm, wouldn't trade it for anything. And I used to say like, it doesn't make any sense. In this industry, we... We take the newest people possible yeah. and we make them teach new people. And then only after they've taught all these new people can they go and be a professional pilot. Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it seems completely backwards. But I will say that my time teaching has taught me like enormous amounts of things. So much. Yeah. Bring on an engine failure. Like, right. I bring it. <laughs> I mean, come on. That, I'm not even. Yeah. <laughs> Not phased. Oh, this is enough. what we're doing today. I mean, right. You can put that 172 <laughs> down anywhere you want to. Um, totally. Put it down in the field or in a parking lot or wherever you want to. Not that we want to do that or want to try. No. It would definitely be scary, but you feel like you have that confidence to do that. So uh, I think that's been helpful. For sure. And I mean, and that's something you want to instill in your students too. You know, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, like I feel like I need to be doing this, that or whatever, watching them. And it's all of a sudden it's, you know. Baby goes to drive the car by themselves. And yeah. it's right. like, I need them to know how to do it. If if something goes wrong, and God forbid, you know, that it does, but you want them to be, be ready. ready for right. it. Mm-hmm. But Mary, how about you? How about your experience? Uh, I know you chimed in a little bit there, but I mean, being a flight instructor now for that many hours, that uh, long amount of time. I have, I've really loved it. Um, I think what has helped is I've had a really good balance between private instrument and corporate flying. So I wasn't just, just teaching private pilots traffic Lucky. pattern. Um, <laughs> no idea. <laughs> so I do think Danielle probably got a little more run down. Danielle's faster than I did. Private pilots her whole time instructing for the whole almost 18 months now. It's just Yikes. been, I maybe have 10 hours of instrument instructing, instruction. So, wow. And I think I have probably, I'm close to like 260, 270 hours of instrument instruction. Right. So um, I just got lucky in teaching it. Um, the instrument instruction. Um, I haven't actually taught commercial yet. Um, single, single engine or I mean, or multi, but, right. um, so I've, I've really enjoyed it. I have signed off 13 different, 13 students for check rides, which is exactly. crazy in it a is. year and a half. Um, do you apply for your gold seal certificate yet? I'm working on that. Okay. That's pregnancy leave goals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because I don't need to fly. <laughs> right. But um, 
I think it's been really fun. There's been some scary moments, but that wasn't necessarily the student. It was more the plane. Um, I have had a, one or two students try to spin me. So that was a bit I had terrifying. Mary's student try to spin me. I'd like that on here for the record. <laughs> I don't remember that. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, but uh, it's it's been really great. I had a lot of fun to just becoming a better instructor the whole time. So like when you go to your in- your instrument, your CFI check ride, you have to kind of make a binder with some people call it briefs, some people call it lesson plans, but it's right. it's all of the things that you're going to teach and the order and how you're going to explain it and the flow you're going to explain it and maybe the drawings you're going to use and this that or the other. And um I've found that what I used in my CFI check ride and what I use today are like just two totally different things. Right. Um, what actually works and what actually kind of works for me as an instructor, which is obviously going to be different than in an oral teaching the examiner, you know, right. the airspace yeah. system. Yeah. Um, I feel like so I've had fun kind of becoming better in that sense too. Yeah. And I feel like FOI is a lot to do with that. Like you don't actually bring up the textbook so FOI, FOI. The fundamentals of instruction. It's kind of the way the psychology of teaching that we learn as flight instructors. It's Huge. And I, the big thing about FOI is people are like, oh, it's, it's easy. You know, it's kind of looked over when you go for CFI, but you don't realize how much, and that's kind of where, like, I feel like Mary was going with the, what you prepare for your CFI practical is not what you use actually as a CFI. You do use it, but it's not to the same extent because the way you have to teach it, like the application to that person specifically could be wildly different than how you teach it to somebody else. Right. Definitely. Um, Totally. So kind of figuring that out too. Do you have any good harrowing stories of like, oh my God, am I going to make it through this lesson? So one (laughs) that sticks out and we did not think we weren't going to make it, but we were over Wrightsville Beach, which is one of the big beaches, the main beaches here in Wilmington. And um, it was in a Piper Cherokee, I want to say. And um, we get a call from ATC. We had a flight following. We were just doing maneuvers over the beach and um, they asked us to reset our transponder. Which, they're old planes. I didn't really think anything of it at the moment. So we reset our transponder. And then I call back. And they didn't answer. (laughs) Call back again. They didn't answer. And then I start seeing the lights kind of flicker. Like, we are having an electrical failure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So transponder went first. Then transmitting went. And then we couldn't hear them. So by the time we kind of realized it. We couldn't squawk 7600, which is what you're supposed to put in the transponder when you lose your comms. So ATC had no idea that we could not talk to them at this point. Right. Um, So shout out to my dad. He got me as a present when I got my commercial certificate, uh, a Bose A20 headset with Bluetooth. I also prefer Bose A20. Big fan. They're awesome. (laughs) I not paid or anything. Yeah, but I yeah. love them. Not sponsored um, by them. Yeah. <laughs> we all have them. So um, immediately we descend. I told my student, go ahead and descend down to 2,000 feet. And I took out my cell phone. And I actually, John, if you remember it, I think I texted you for Tower's phone number because I knew that you had it. Right. While you were in the air. While I was in the yeah. air. So <laughs> we descended down. Um, I called Tower through my headset like hey wilmington tower this is you know i said our tail number we're um we just lost our electrical system we're over wrightsville beach (laughs) (laughs) and uh i was wondering if we could come in and land two four if not could you alert um southport or cape fear is the untowered airport that's really close by yeah um so i was like if not could you you know alert the Southport area that someone's coming in without comms. Right. Um, but he literally cleared me. Okay. Yeah. Come in, cleared left base two four, cleared to land. We'll give you lights, gun signals on the way, which that is not on a checklist. That is nowhere in my training, right. but that came in pretty clutch. <laughs> That's become an option these days, which yeah. I think is great, uh, especially with these headsets that connect to your phone, like the Bose A20. It was. If, if you're listening. You know. <laughs> I mean, if they want to throw me a free yeah, headset, free, you know, I'm but, definitely uh, welcome you. But, but no, it's it, for the baby. Yeah, yeah, it's for the baby. Um, it's got 400 those, those headsets have Bluetooth, and you can connect to your phone. The calls are really clear. Um, and I've always, ever since getting one of those, I've always said, well, it'd be easy to just call on your phone if you lost comms. And we can totally, do that now. Right. 20 years ago, you couldn't do that. Right. So, right. 
So um, that's um, been very, very beneficial. We went in, we got the light gun signals, which really in retrospect was super cool. And it, the whole experience was a great learning experience for the student who then <laughs> next lesson came in with a handheld radio. Yes. <laughs> Forever had that in his bag. And he'll probably never use it <laughs> <laughs> again. Well, definitely he, no, he never flew that plane again. I think he was scarred, but, oh, yeah. um, but that was probably the biggest like emergency I would say that I've had. Right. Um, I did have one student have a runaway incursion as well. That was oh. the worst experience. Well, he says he didn't. Someone says he did. Right. But Maybe I mean, having a student, having a student do was... something when they're out solo still reflects oh. back on you. Like they're going to call you, even if it's a student by themselves, right? And man, so so I got a call from the FAA and he asked me what we were planning on doing after the incident happened. Right. And I said, we are going to No, by the time he called me, we had already done, we had gone out and we had re taxied the route and tax. Like we did a taxi lesson around the airport. Yeah. And kind of like what Danielle was saying, not in the syllabus, but for this student became kind of necessary. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we had a taxi lesson. Um, we went over, the, um, we did a ground lesson on airport signs and markings, um, which AOPA has a great slideshow already prepared with all of those on there. Yeah, they have some really great resources at AOPA. Totally. Uh, I highly recommend anybody who is flying or is thinking about flying become a member of that and take advantage of those because that's been awesome. Absolutely. I made him read and we went over together <laughs> the advisory circular for runway incursions. And I think there was another thing too. And the FAA guy on the phone was like, wait, you've done all of this already? I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, okay, well, he's a – and they were actually very uh, understanding. He's like, well, he's a student pilot. Like, it's all okay and right. everything. But he was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> poor student. Yeah, poor student. <laughs> if you can convince the FAA that you put your student through the ringer, they're always going to give you a break, I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> because that's so. what they want to see. That was sure. that was probably the worst day of flight instructing. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. From a student messing up standpoint. Oh, yeah. yeah. So future goals are you both are trying to head towards airlines then. That's what that's the goal. Yeah. yeah. That's the goal. Must be nice to be young and hopeful. Optimistic. <laughs> single without any children. I've got I mean, you know what, guys? I didn't even have a house for a couple Daniel's months this single. year. <laughs> okay. There we go. Uh, <laughs> if you own an airplane. The number to call. <laughs> <laughs> she just wants flight time. I well. just need flight time. Yeah. I just am looking for that magic yeah. 1500. That's right. Um, but I am excited to go to, to this. I leave for training September 12th. Uh, so it'll be fun to go up there. Excellent. Yeah. We're doing the Sims in Denver, Colorado. It'll be fun. So cool. Wow. Yeah. That's a cool place to go. I've only been there once, but it's really nice and I nice know. and cool and not hot like Wellington. I know. Yeah. And not humid. Summer. I was yeah. going to say. Yeah. It'll be <laughs> not fun. Humid at all. No. It'll, I'm excited about it. So do that a little bit. It'll be the experience will be nice too. Yeah. Um, I was also looking at a survey job, which is very cool and was honestly very hard you know, to do. Yeah, we turn call on. that we call that lawnmowers in the sky. I right? know, yeah. Yeah. I know, I it's know. Back and forth. It's cool, but it's also coming from a geography major. Oh yeah, there you go. So I got a phone call but that you said you have a few more credits left to do. Cover letter really stood out. I was like, ooh. <laughs> very good. So yeah. Well, it's been awesome. I, I'm really appreciative of you guys coming in, gals coming in here Thanks. and uh, talking about your experiences over the past year. We haven't been here on the podcast. I'm really happy that the first one we did was to bring you back in and kind of For sure. tell your story and anything. Anything else you want to talk about? Absolutely. Oh, um, oh. talk about. See, she said absolutely. Oh, no. Yeah. Mary, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Great time to be here. <laughs> oh, <and laughs> no, no, we're really glad you're here. We touched um, a lot. Really glad that we're getting this back going because I think a lot of people have written in and said, hey, we really enjoyed uh listen to especially your episode it's and, been fun they lack you and everything and i've enjoyed working with you both and yeah. really hope that you come back on at some point i might have to fly you down here maybe one day when i start making money with this i can afford to fly <laughs> you down go. here to do it oh that'd be nice or if you just happen to be visiting stream in yeah, yeah right <laughs> but uh mary might be gone by a lot by the next time we get a chance to do something danielle might still be around i don't know danielle's gonna be based in tampa um, right. But I do have a place here, so I'll be part-time between Good. Wilmington and Tampa Good. when I'm not working. So, so you might be able to come back in and kind of tell us your experience. Yeah. Yeah. Your... We'll phone in Mary. Uh, this yeah. is like yeah, a dynamic duo in. thing. That's, that's we, can... we won't drop off the face of the earth. Yeah, you can't appear on the show separately. You got to oh, no, no, no. This yeah. is a package deal. Yeah, totally. Right, 
Yeah, that's great. So, um, basically, we'll we'll just uh, we'll get you guys you know together, and we'll we we'll get you guys back on to the program. We're looking forward to doing that. Uh, that's going to be awesome. Um, some of you obviously noticed uh, there's a couple watching now. There were a couple watching through throughout the thing that this is now coming on to YouTube live. This is how we're going to kind of record the shows going forward. You get to see how we mess up everything. Um, you get to find out that I actually forgot to record the audio for the podcast about halfway through this episode. So oh, John. I'll have to pull it off of YouTube and see how oh, that turns my God. out. Oh, That's my God. okay. But it's recorded on YouTube, so we'll get it off of there. Um, but we're going to start pulling it on to uh, YouTube on live, and we're going to get um, a couple different people on. We're going to talk about the seaplane training with David Lackey. Cool. We're going to get some air traffic controllers on. Talk to some different pilots who fly things like cargo and charter and things like that. And you have to come back and talk about your experience. Love with you. Yeah, 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 yeah. And totally. Mary will have to come back, you know, after she's had uh, the baby. Yeah. See how that's going. and Regionals, hopefully. Tell us I'll the name there. and tell if it's a boy or girl. And, yeah. And, and tell us all the things about that. So and what the experience is with having a young kid at home and how that works out for everything, too. Absolutely. So in school. Um, but again, uh Check us out on, on YouTube, on live, and record these live. They'll be posted by Fridays for the actual podcast, which is edited. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram, at Wayward Pilot. Uh, and then uh, also check out Wayward Pilot on Instagram. And waywardpilot.com is where you can access all those streams and everything. So, Thanks for having excited? us on. Yeah, yeah thanks it's been fun. Thank you for coming. I really appreciate it. We're excited it. to it's have you awesome. back up. Oh, We're, really? I mean, this is the ultimate debrief. This is so fun. Yeah. We love the wayward pilot. Well, it's been, I mean, it's been fun. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun to have different perspectives and stuff on here. Absolutely. Yeah. And I sure. like this new, this new kind of studio they put together is a little the bit new more setup? for it. New setup. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's awesome. It's pretty good. So, you wave and say hi. None of your, uh, none of your parents or anything came and chatted in the chat. Like you said, they're in like, Nobody wants they, to they say hi. I wanted now. to come in and say hi to them, <laughs> but I don't think there's anybody actually watching now, hi. so we'll have to see how that goes. But, <laughs> but it'd be awesome. So, anyway. For sure. Both of you, very awesome. Thank you for coming. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. Really good. Your Wayward Pilot Podcast Clyde has reached its final destination. Remember to follow at Wayward Pilot on Instagram and check waywardpilot.com for further resources and to connect with Jonathan and his team. We hope you'll fly with us again next week. Until then, subscribe, rate, and review.